Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome aboard. The start of spring, spring break weekend edition. Hallelujah. <laughs> In fact, he's starting to feel a little bit like it out there. Okay, so we're early on spring. It's not until 2-something on Monday afternoon, but we need this. Glad to have you along, whether you're live with us on March the 18th, Saturday morning, or the 19th, Sunday afternoon for 2023. Glad to have you here. We'll also have a podcast for you if you can't get all the show live or on the rebroadcast. We this weekend is moi. And I'm Gary from Tesseract 2.0 Computing. Thanks for coming in. Hey, it's always fun. And? Uh, Not Brian yet again. (laughs) Josh Hilden. (laughs) April Fool's. Brian will be back on, on April Fool's. Except it won't be. That's not an April Just Bulls kidding. Joke. <laughs> no, no, he'll, he'll be here. He'll, he'll be, be back. Here. Because I won't be. Because I will be in Hawaii. So he'll come back and do that with Kyle. Glad to have you along. Lots of stuff to talk about this week. It's there been it a, is. There's some interesting stuff happening out there in the world right now. We have some more scams to warn people mm-hmm. about uh, as well. Including one I want to do off the top. Because we talk a lot about iPhones. And that if you have a Samsung or a Pixel phone. This is item number two in the show notes because I want to give you time to while you're listening to the show to check and see if you are affected by this. There, Google is working on a patch for major security flaws in some Samsung and Pixel phones that can give hackers access to phone calls, texts, emails, and other info coming and going from your phone. I'll read out the model of the affected phones in just a sec, but I've put it in the show notes, so if you're going, wait, wait, I'm driving. When you get where you're going, you can check yours and see if you have this. And if so, while we're waiting for the for the patches, Gary, there are two specific things you can turn off to minimize this risk, because hackers are actually using this. Yes. So the, the scramble is on. So hackers only need to know your phone number to take advantage of these flaws. So again, the affected phones are the Samsung Galaxy S22 series, the Galaxy M33, M13, M12, A71, A53, A33, A21, A13, A12, and A04 phones. Want to do the Vivos? Yeah, the Vivo S16, the S15, the S6, the X70, the X60, and the X30 phones. Josh, do you want to join in with the Google? Sure thing. It's nice and simple. The Pixel 6 and the Pixel 7. So it's a fair number of phones here. So Google is racing to get these patches out. This is a big deal. So if you have one of those, once you find out what your model is, turn off Wi-Fi calling and turn off voice over LTE, known as Volt LTE. Those are two features that make your phone calls higher quality Mm -hmm. when you're on low cell signal areas. But this is important. So, yeah, hopefully this is just going to be a week, maybe, maybe two weeks. It's a key flaw. At least they found out, but they didn't find out before the bad guys. So it was Google's own team that found it out. So give them credit for at least going, hey, heads up. So again, that information is all in item number two in the show notes. If you know somebody who you think might have one of these phones, then please pass the word. Yeah. Get this out there because that's how we at least minimize the damage on there. There are other scams that we will talk about as well. We put some nice pictures in there of the weasels and, and what they're up to there. The other big thing, happy to report, just in time for spring break, normally I say those things sarcastically, but this one is true, BC Ferries, their app is out. It is. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, Anything you can find on the website is in the app. 
Yeah, but it's sized specifically for your phone. Whether you have a big or small phone, you will find that it's ratioed, it's sized, and it allows you to really quickly save the routes that that you do. So if you're here in Victoria, if you're regular Swartz Bay Sawasan run, then you can save that as a frequent route, and then it's just one button, and it tells you the conditions, and you can tap to load. Recommend you sign in with a BC Ferries account, then it will keep all that there as well. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you can, can make your reservations. Yes. And you can have it locked with your fingerprint or your face so that you don't have to go through that process. You can even put in your credit card. So that way you won't have to do all that. So, yeah, I bonus points. I'm, I know people were criticizing them because it took them a while, but I think they wanted to get this right. In, in a day and age where everybody criticizes BC Ferries, they had to get it right. Now... That being said, one small criticism, when you go to sign in with your BC Ferries account, if you've already got one that you use on your computer, mm-hmm. the you put in your email. The place where you put your password in is normally hidden by the keyboard. So you can't see what you're typing because it's below the keyboard. So on that, I think that's a fairly easy fix. That's one of those things where they tried to make it work on all size phones, yep. and mm-hmm. they didn't. But that's an easy tweak, so I think you'll find that one. So, again, the link for that, it's available free for iPhones and Android phones, and it also works on iPads and Android tablets. So if you want to make your reservations on the tablet instead of on the phone, maybe you don't have a phone, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you, you can do that. So there we go. So again, item number 10 with the happy logo of BC Ferries in the show notes. The other really big one, and I I was honestly struggling last night, guys, trying to figure out how to convey how big a deal this is. So Microsoft has unveiled its groundbreaking new artificial intelligence-powered Microsoft 365 co-pilot service. And the word is really important. So I'm going to play you a little clip from one of, the, one of the videos that we put in the show notes, item number 40. Instead of you having to learn how to use tools like Word, Excel, and Outlook, Jared Spataro, Microsoft's VP, how's this for title? VP of Modern Work Applications. Jared says Microsoft 365 Copilot learns how you work and in a few seconds completes tasks that up to now took hours or days. Copilot combines the power of large language models with your data in the Microsoft Graph and the Microsoft 365 apps to turn your words into the most powerful productivity tool on the planet. Copilot is integrated into Microsoft 365 in two ways. First, it works alongside you, embedded in the apps millions of people use every day. Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, Teams, and more. Second, we're introducing an entirely new experience, Business Chat, that works across all of your data and apps, your documents, emails, calendar, chats, meetings, and contacts, to do things that you've never been able to do before. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you a couple examples, okay? Just think about this. So you could sit there and say, or type, create a report for the Strata Council highlighting the pros and cons of these three competing roofing proposals. And you give them, you go click, click, click on the documents. Or it could be an Excel spreadsheet, or it could be a PowerPoint. And in seconds, seconds, Mm -hmm. it's done it all. Or if you say, okay, draft a cover letter based on my resume and this company's job description highlighting why I would be an ideal hire. 
Uh, <laughs> okay. So it's not like having a secretary. I've always not liked that word because that undervalues what secretaries do. Anyway, this is sure. like having an executive assistant, except you're not paying for it. Mm-hmm. Because it knows human intelligence, Gary. So it can understand what you mean and, and get it right. And once it does, they give you specific buttons. So that looks good, but... And you can say, okay, another one I put in there, create a 15-slide PowerPoint, including copyright-free online images focusing on the new features of X. Hmm. And you can do that. Or analyze my calendar and determine when I could get away for a week this summer with the least impact on the project deadlines coming up. Think of yourself, Josh, for that with everything you do here at CFAX. Yes. Being able to say that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... my, my one concern here, yeah. and, and uh, maybe you can assuage my concern, is I've seen some of the scripting that AI bots have come out with before, and they say the right words, but it's not right enough to say, yeah, a human wrote that for sure. Um, how is this? I mean, I, I don't want to turn yeah. into an AI-printed cover letter to a resume, and, 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 and it's just word salad that it's put together and the guy's going to get this no you you cheated your computer did this you're not getting the job no it's well there's a video that i put into the show notes uh that's an excerpt from a longer video but the one that i put into the show notes and I, i really if you work if you have a job or if you are a boss i really really encourage you to of all the ones we've talked about watch this one item number 40 and i put a short minute and a half visual no talking video and then if you like what it can do watch a longer video showing an action here she runs you through the specifics and to your question it'll sit there and it'll do the it'll do the cover letter mm-hmm. and then you can say that's great but make it more professional mm. or that's great but make it sound like I'm younger or <laughs> um, you can sit there and it sure. knows what that means and the terms mm. or it can say that's great but make it more concise and then you can say, but really, I'm just really impressed. It's the language graph is the key. It looks at all your emails, of course, with your permission. So it picks up your writing style. So hmm. when it creates that PowerPoint for you, and you can say, that's great, but can you make the pictures, can you make the pictures more oriented to the West Coast lifestyle? Imagine a system that understands, Gary, what that Mm. means when you say West Coast lifestyle as opposed to, I mean, I'm using Canadian references, but that could be European and you could say towards, you know, a more mountain lifestyle or, you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm blown away by this thing. Being able to, and the other big one that I thought of, let's say you're late for a video meeting for whatever reason you're coming in 45 minutes late and this was a big deal meeting and you were supposed to be a key part of it on the way in on your mobile phone you can say tell me what I've missed and what I need to do and it's going through the transcript now this has to be done on Teams not yet on Zoom or uh, Skype Mm. but on Teams and it will create you bullet points of what what has been agreed to what is being deferred and what they assigned you to do Hmm. So you walk in and say, hey, Useful. I'm really sorry. Da, 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 da. Happy to see you've solved this and this. Yes, I can do this, but I'm going to need Gary to do that one because whatever. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in seeing how this develops yeah. too over the course of time. And guess how much this is going to cost? Zero. This is going to be built right in. Well, okay, that's not fair. That's not accurate. 
you have to have a Microsoft 365 subscription, yes. yeah. which is currently $79 a year for one person, 109 for six people. That gives you Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, Office, and the extra cloud. But that's it. That's... Well, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if Microsoft, because of all this investment, has to raise the price. I think they easily could if it works I out think so, well. yeah. yeah. Uh, again, the average consumer probably isn't going to use this no. so much. Although you'll see when you watch that video, she gives you the example about her daughter having a graduation. And it asks it to create the invitations, create the itinerary, uh, create a PowerPoint for her. And all the things that a busy person would want to do but doesn't necessarily have time. Even mm. if you come back from vacation and you have it to go through your inbox and you ask it to summarize what I need to know in the inbox. And not only does it find the emails you need to look at, but it summarizes. So if somebody sent you an essay long <laughs> email, you go, oh, God. And it'll sit there and summarize the key points and the action items. So that's, yeah. So there's been a lot of work going on for a lot of time. Harnessing not just the power of chat GPT, but also the other engines as well. I think headphones are a little high. I'm yeah, turn they are, yeah. yeah. You're not going deaf, are you? No, I don't think I am. No. As long as you <laughs> didn't say pardon. Okay. Pardon? So, <laughs> there we go. So, again, uh, a lot of stuff comes and goes on the tech world. This is, I think, like the original chat GPT one we talked about a few weeks ago, and it keeps getting better. This, I think, is a huge one, not a big one. I think this is a this is a game changer for work. But I'd love your feedback in the coming days and weeks. Start by going and checking out the info there in was, the show notes. Uh, there was an interesting uh, cartoon I saw that, that a, a cartoonist did. AI in the movie world. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Mm-hmm. AI in the real world, Arnie Schwarzenegger. Let me write that essay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, movies are one of those things. Uh, We haven't even scratched the surface of what it's going to mean for artists because this puts a lot of artists out of work where, you know, somebody says, okay, create me these graphics, and somebody gets paid to physically, whether they use computer, pen, paper, whatever. Now you just go to the, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, the Microsoft Bing image creator is coming. And you just tell it. And there's no copyright restrictions because it's not taking Josh's work mm-hmm. or so-and-so's work. It's actually generating because it knows what a kangaroo looks like. So it can create a kangaroo. And when you say a kangaroo bending over, it knows what that means. So for people illustrating books, that entire industry is largely going to be gone. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think that graphic designer or book illustrator will become one of those... Professions relegated to the past, you know, like a, a horse coachman or something. Yeah. Right? You don't see those around so much anymore. Yeah. Um, I guess this is as the computer is able to kind of replace the human potential creatively. Yeah. Uh, what does it allow us to do, though, instead? Uh, what, what, what are we now freeing ourselves up to do instead of, you know, well, graphic to, design? It used to be thought that artificial intelligence would open us to be able to do graphic painting, all of these, these yeah. things that we want to do in our leisure time. Well, AI is going to do that now. Yeah. And because you'll be able to incorporate your own photos into the graphic part of it. Mm-hmm. So you, or you can just have it create something new. But if you want to take a picture of you and then turn you into the Mona Lisa riding a horse with a, you know. With, and roller skates and whatever yeah, else. Yeah, whatever. And it'll do that. And then you can tell it to size it for five by seven inches. <laughs> or make it make it square for Instagram or whatever. All these things, it knows what that is. I yeah, this is. Tom Scott had a video a few weeks ago that we played where he talked about he th- 
he thought this was that moment. He, yeah. he said the same thing about Napster when it came out many mm-hmm. decades ago, but he didn't appreciate it at the time. This time he's trying to appreciate it, and I absolutely categorically agree with him. I think this is going to go down in the history books in the tech world, 2023, the year of tech. Anyway, okay, our soapboxes pack away. <laughs> We'd love to help you out with stuff. 250-386-1161 on a home phone while we're live on Saturday morning. Star 1070 on a mobile phone. Texts go to 107010107010. They do appear to work anywhere in Canada, but not even if you're just across the water in Port Angeles. Sorry, you would have to then call us or email us at techtalk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. When we come back after a break, one of the uh, great simple things for you how to get rid of all the ads on an iPhone or an iPad the way you can on a web browser. One magic button. 24 after the hour as we begin spring break weekend edition of Tech Talk with Alan and Gary and Josh here. So Apple Safari web browser has a great but little known built-in tool to get rid of ads on websites, but we're going to give you a steroids version. I'll apologize. Steroids are supposed to be illegal, but whatever. Um, If you tap the big A, little A button to the left of any website address and tap on show reader, the ads and images will all vanish, which is great. It's really useful, but you have to do that every time. Eh, Not anymore. Item number 18 in the show notes. If you want that to happen all the time, open up settings, scroll down to and tap on Safari, and then scroll down a fair ways to reader, and I put a picture of that on the left, and then tap it, and then turn on for all websites. Now, any web page you open will be text only. You're welcome. (laughs) To see the images on a specific web page, tap on the AA next to the web address, and you would tap on high reader, and it would give you back all the images. So, yeah, because we've been able to do this. Josh is trying it, I can see. I I am. I'm I'm going through the settings right now. (laughs) Okay, so again, it's settings, Safari, scroll down a fair ways to reader, tap it, and then turn on all websites, and that will do it. But if you just want an individual website, it's Mm -hmm. always going to be there, and you can always turn it off for individual websites. So if you're going to buy something online, you're going to want to see the pictures of it. So then you would tap AA and turn it off. But yeah, that will also save you a lot of data if you are traveling and you are on a budget travel thing because then you're just getting the text only. So yeah, there we go. And that's item number 18 in the Tech Talk show notes. What you got? Well, we had an email here uh, regarding the special that I ran last week and that I'm running again, the uh, 6th Gen Core i5 Lenovo desktops for $299. Yep. Um... This, this, this listener, how is it that these computers with a 6th gen Intel processor are being sold with Windows 11? I thought Windows 11 was only supported on systems with at least an 8th gen Intel processor. Good question, Tony. It's actually a fantastic question. Microsoft, in its bid to try and bolster the uh, retail sales of PC, new PCs, tried to put those restrictions in. We have a little script that was actually generated by a Microsoft employee that bypasses those questions uh, that are asked when trying to install Windows 11. Now, the only thing that these PCs do not have that Microsoft wants is that processor. They already have TPM 2.0. Trusted platform module, in case you care. And they also have Secure Boot. And they run these... Frankly, I can put Windows 11 
on a 10-year-old machine. Yeah, Gary tried it just to see <laughs> how far back he could it go. It works. I yeah. put it on a second-generation Core i5, and it works just fine. So that's why many of you have seen a message on your screen that says this computer does not currently meet the minimum standards for Windows 11. Yes, it does. Microsoft is being stubborn. What that really means is you can't click a button to upgrade. That's right. It has to be done as a clean install, which we always recommend anyway. Yeah. Now, there, the other interesting thing is there are brand new computers that cannot run Windows 11 because the motherboards do not have that TPM module. Those are the budget computers, yes. the ones we discourage you from buying. We want you to save money, but not buying exactly. these $349. There's no, use, there's no yeah. use buying a $300 brand new computer that a year and a half, two years from now, you're going to have to replace yep. because it won't run so, operating system. So, so on that note, so the, the one that Gary's got uh, on that he just, I saw the stack when I was in there taking in a computer to get upgraded uh, this past week, uh, refurbished business-grade Lenovo M900 desktop PCs, 6th gen Core i5 processor, 8 gigs of RAM, new 40 gig SSD, your choice of Windows 10 or 11, $299, and, $200 And off. we are, as opposed to Alan Perry, we are encouraging people to use Windows 11. It's that time. Yeah. If you're starting fresh, yeah, with 11, uh, we just need to spend it. Don't do it when you're about to do a big project and you go, where did that go? No. And it's there. You just have to find where they hit it. So Tesseract computers on Monday because they're not open on the weekends. Coming up when we continue after the news break. Stay with us. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry. On CFAX 1070. As we roll on for our first show of spring break of 2023 and also the start of spring coming up on Monday. I'll do that. Hey Siri, what time does spring start on Monday? It's 10.33 a.m. Thank you very much. That's not what I wanted to know. <laughs> That's the current Sunday. time today. Thank you, yes. Siri. <laughs> um, well, it, ended, it feels like spring out, so why not? <laughs> okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the new uh, Bing Chat GPT. Uh -huh. What? Uh, sorry, I have to type this. What time does spring start on Monday in the Pacific time zone? Now, I even made a typo there by mistake, and I'm not going to fix it. I misspelled specific to see what it, what it says. Because I'll tell you about this is the new version, even since last week, of the uh, chat GPT engine that Microsoft uses called Bing Prometheus, which many of you will have seen pop up with a little blue and white B on your bar. According to the web search results, spring starts on Monday, March 20th at 2.24 p.m. in the Pacific time zone. This is the time of the spring equinox when the sun crosses the celestial equator from south to north and day and night are almost equal length. This marks the astronomical beginning of spring in the northern hemisphere and the autumn in the southern hemisphere. Thank you. Does it read that out or just print it? It would you? read that out on your phone. Okay, but not on the yeah, computer no, here. I did that on the computer. So I'll turn it off then. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I will try that next time. That there, there is soon going to be a speaker button okay. that will read it out. Yes. Good question. There you go. Not bad. So what I just did there, because Siri didn't get that one yet, Apple is now working on their own uh, artificial intelligence engine. The indications, and it's just indications, nothing official, Gary, are is that they're not going to build something separate. They're just going to dramatically enhance the abilities of Siri because okay. that's so well known which I suppose would be from a use user point of view, would be great. Oh, this is going to be a classic battle of AI.
Yes, yeah, and that's good because it's like Coke versus Pepsi. It's like Samsung versus Apple, Apple versus Microsoft. We want competition mm-hmm. because it allows us to innovate or encourages the innovation. Microsoft has upgraded its groundbreaking uh, Bing search and creation engine to make it even faster and more powerful. You just heard an example. The wait list is now non-existent. When you first go there, bing.ca slash new, it'll say join the wait list. I did it for four people this week, and they got the email back within a minute saying, you're on the wait list. You're approved. Nice. So, So try it out. So try that. Yeah, it's really good. Now, in China... They have Baidu is the Google of China. Most of you will not have heard that name, but it is literally because they don't use Google. They're not allowed to. So they unveiled their new AI-powered search engine. It's called ErnieBot. And I'm going, why, if you're Chinese, why would you use Ernie? So I asked, (laughs) ironically, I asked Bing to tell me why is ErnieBot called Ernie. And it stands for Enhanced Representation Through Knowledge Integration. They just didn't count the T. Um, and analysts were not very impressed with the demo because it was a scripted presentation with pre-recorded videos. Uh, and so Baidu shares dropped 10%. Although Baidu hastily scheduled hands-on demos to show that it really does work, and the shares have recovered a bit since then. But that was not a good way to do it. If you're wondering about Google, they are continuing to refine their BARD AI-powered engine and hope to have a new version available for testing within weeks. I put a link. The Baidu one is tw- 13 in the show notes. The Google Bard one is 14. You will see in the article why they need to do more work on it. Check the answers it generated when asked to summarize discoveries made by the James Webb Space Telescope. The third one is completely wrong. So, to their credit, they're going to pull back. Josh is scrolling down to find that. There we go, right there. Uh, what mm. was the third answer? The James Webb Space Telescope took the very first pictures of a planet outside of our own solar system. No, it didn't. <laughs> that was done by the Very Large Telescope in 2014. Yep. And the person who was part of that team <laughs> tweeted that in during the presentation, but Google wasn't paying attention. So they lost $110 billion in market cap through that little loop. So they pulled it back. They've said, okay, coming soon. So there you go. That's what we do. Okay, uh, oh, at the bottom of the show notes every week for people that are not new there, we put, this started during the pandemic uh, when we all needed a little, any levity in Mm -hmm. life. We started putting funny signs that people found. And you've sent us some great signs from around the world, and this is one of the ones sent in by Peter. So I just put it, I don't talk about it, it's at the bottom of the notes, your bonus for taking the time to go there. (laughs) This one has a little car behind an RV. And Jackie says, I've tried to copy the picture of the little car pushing the big bus in the show notes, but it will not let me copy it. I wanted to send it to a few friends as it made me smile. Jackie, so if what you try and do if you're on a device with a mouse, you would right-click on the picture, and you should get the choice to copy, and then you can paste it into an email. If you're on a device that's touchscreen, hold your finger on it, and you will either get copy, or you can also get save as, and then you can do it that way. Josh is pasting it right there, and it should paste it. I just sent it to you, Jackie, to save you doing it, but that's how you you do it. Well, no, but that's how, because it's in OneNote on OneDrive, so the usual buttons, there's extra buttons, but not the one you wanted. So right-click, copy, and then you can do that one. Okay, quick break. We'll be back with more Judy and Mike on the phone lines. We'll go right to you, I promise.
18 before the hour on Tech Talk with Alan and Gary and Josh. And to the phone lines, Judy's been waiting patiently. Hi, Judy. Hello, Alan. I wouldn't. I received an email this morning, um, and it's from my cousin. Or it says it's from your from. cousin. Yes. Yeah. But after that, it's not her email. It's. Um, it, what, what does the email address end in? At what? At o6u.edu.eg. Um, warning! 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 Yep. And what does the what in a nutshell? What does the email say, Judy? I'm presuming you should remember these three photographs. <laughs> yeah. And this and, is, I've had this one from her about a month ago as and well. And then this is a link, right? No, this is a, a new one. As if it, no, but sorry, and then oh, where it says about the oh, three yeah, photographs. To go into the um, safelinks.protectionoutlook.com and carry zone. Now, look at the second line of that. That's that safelinks.outlook. That's the system trying to protect you should you click on it. But look at the second line of that, and it's going to tell you HTTP. It's going to tell you where that would take you. Can you see the second line of that after the safe links bit? Not with an HTTP. That's just... Okay. What's the second line after that bit about Outlook protection? Oh, HTTP percent. Yep. And then... And it's got 7C84DF9E7. It goes on and on and on. But there should be a web address in there. Somewhere in that gibberish in the second or third line. That's it. But it's clearly a scam. Oh, yes. yes. So what's happened, uh, Gary? How is the, how, what's the cause of this? I mean, there's so many things that could cause this, but it is a spoof mail. Yeah. Somebody, I would guess, got into an address book on an Android phone. This mm. is why, mini soapbox, why we talk about iPhones versus Androids. Yep. Because somebody on an Android phone tapped on a button that they weren't supposed to, and the scammers stole the address yep. book, and your friend was in it. And now at a sweatshop in some foreign country, they are one by one sending this email out. Yeah, it's the same email other people are getting that says, hey... I." Recognize the person in this picture? I think it's you. Yeah, and you click on the link. You click on it, and they've got you. Now, it could be as innocuous as taking to an email with a fake news story wanting you to buy crypto or wanting you to buy marijuana gummies or whatever. But even if it is just, quote, unquote, just that, you will see that the address has got a bunch of gibberish at the end. It now knows that they got you to water. So even if you don't click on anything on that ad for crypto, you are going to get spammed, Josh, with so many other emails from casinos and other products. Yeah, they're essentially they're fishing for suckers. Yeah, and as soon as they think they found one, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. It could be worse. It could take you to a site that would try and download malware. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, because I know you're using Outlook.com, Judy, it would hopefully bring up a big red screen and say, that was not a safe place to go. We blocked it. Mm -hmm. If not, hopefully Malwarebytes Premium would sit there and say, that was a not safe site to go. We blocked it. So you got two bodies that are there to protect you, but the most important one is the one between your ears. Judy, you did the right thing. Absolutely. Be careful. Just because it says that it's uh, your cousin doesn't necessarily mean it is so way to go so in that case because it's a gibberish address i would just delete it it's not like you can forward it to fedex because they're posing as fedex uh, what i wanted to know is if i marked it as junk would yep. it mark would that do, do 
No, it would only mark all emails the coming. From my no. cousin into no. that, or no. would it just be the email address? That just that told? email address. But if you get another one, then it's going to be coming from a different gibberish email address. So I wouldn't even bother marking it as junk, just Judy. I would just delete. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. And if you want, you can mention by texting your cousin as opposed to emailing. Text your cousin, say, hey, just so you know, somebody's scooped your email address and is posing on you, sending this out. So tell the people that, so I would suggest you'd say to your cousin, cousin, tell the people that are closest to you, be very careful about emails that look like they're coming from me. Make sure it really is my email address. Sorry. I will do that, Alan. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's really frustrating when when they do that. There's another one that's in the show notes. Item number one, watch out for scam emails that claim to be from Microsoft. Warning that your Office 365 account password is expiring today. I put a screenshot in uh, shared by listener Amber. I blurred out her email address. Uh, There's a couple clues. It comes from an address at Freedom Logistics, Inc., from Skylar at Freedom Logistics, Inc. No. Uh, It's addressed to Hello User. Uh, And the sentence structure is not great. Password for your account will be expiring today. To continue using the same password, proceed below accordingly. And there's a keep same password box. There's also a please see attached. And if you click on either one, it takes you to an address that ends in .ru. Hey, I know that one. It's not one we've had in a while. Not in a while, but we know it, and it's Russia. Exactly. So here's a scary thought about AI. Yeah. Write me the perfect scam I can send to people. Yes, people are using that so far, and they're trying to put filters in yep. to say, I could, but I'm not going to. Yep. So the chat GPT engine will, but it'll give you a warning that this could violate my terms of reference. Yep. The Bing Prometheus says, no, I'm not doing that because that's you're a bad person, basically, mm. when doing that. Yeah, that particular one comes from a, that I mentioned the, about the Office 365. It also, by the way, says Office 365. It's Microsoft 365 now, and it's a blue logo, not yep. orange. But... Most people don't know that. Um, That comes from a GoDaddy account uh, at Freedom Logistics. And, yeah, I traced that one. So I forward that one to Microsoft on behalf of Amber. And so that particular address has already been shut down, but they'll just just do another one because Russia is busy doing other things like hitting drones. Looks like ChatGPT has improved a bit. Oh, what is... I just asked it to write me a scam email, and it says, no, I cannot comply with that request as it goes against ethical standards. Nice. Writing a scam email can harm individuals and is illegal. Okay, bonus points. Well done. Yeah. So this has only been a month, Mm -hmm. and we're seeing quantum leaps forward, and that's a small but very important change. Yes. Because when we did this on this show with Brian two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. it actually wrote the email and but warned us it might violate. We're working on the March 14th version. There you go. Yeah. So that's the sixth version we've seen. That's really good. I'm happy with that. Okay, Mike, uh, you've got a question about travel to Europe. I want to make sure I have the answers for you, so back with you in just a sec. Nine minutes before the hour. Hour number one for spring break weekend part one. And back to the phone lines, and Mike's been waiting patiently. Hi, Mike. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Excellent. How are you doing? It's sunny, and spring is coming. Beautiful. So uh, I apologize if you might have covered this in previous episodes, but... Um, now that my wife and I retired, we're traveling a lot, and I like to take advantage of the, um, you know, swapping a chip out and getting a, a local deal, especially in Europe where the prices are so good for phone cards. Yes. We're finding frustration with the two-factor 
authentication using Airbnb or our bank accounts or our credit cards. It's always asking for that two-factor. And you can't and get the code because you've swapped out the SIM card, yes. Right. And, and most aren't allowing emails anymore. It's got to be the number. So um, but I just wonder if you guys had a solution for us um, so I don't have to pay the heavy local phone costs for traveling around the world. Exactly. What phones do you and your wife have? We both have iPhones. I have an X and she has a 12 or 13. Okay, so for you, it's a challenge what I'm going to tell you when you've got a 10 because this didn't start till the 10R. Um, but for your wife with the 12 or 13, she can go and add a European number while keeping your Canadian number by using an eSIM. Okay. If you go to the show notes when you get wherever you are and check out on once you go to shownotes.ca and look, you'll see a tab on the left or across the top that says travel tech tips just to save you save your time now and if you go down to item number five it's an app called Aerolo A-I-R-A-L-O and okay. you basically it adds a second number and then you would when you needed uh, you'd make sure you were on Wi-Fi and you'd try to get them to send you the text code to your Canadian number then you'd immediately turn it back off worst case scenario you'd go to all the apps Josh, once on the first day that required like your bank app, your Airbnb, and you'd spend your roaming fees for one day only, and you then you'd immediately turn it. Then you turn it back right. off. But that way, you'd at least be able to have it have it there if you needed it for Europe. I'll check. Would, sorry, and that would add the eSIM number to those. Yes, so you'd get a you'd get a number. Um, when you say Europe, are you going to multiple countries? We're going to start in England and finish in Portugal. I'm happy to report that uh, the Europe one, so Aerolo allows you to buy it, Gary, by country. So if you mm -hmm. want just Portugal, that's fine. Um, but they also have, you'll see when you go to the app, local eSIMs, regional eSIMs, and global. Regional, I'm happy to report when you pick Europe. Their partner has changed. It's now Eurolink, and it includes 39 countries, and hallelujah, they put the UK back in despite Brexit. Fantastic. Yes. Isn't that a good one, Josh, being able to do that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, you want to leave? Too bad. How long are you going to be going yeah. for? Uh, three weeks. Okay, so you would need the 30-day package. So they have a 3-gigabyte 30-day package, which is a whopping $13 oh, US. Goodness. If yeah. you want more, I mean, that's, that's, 5 that's gigs is 20. Carrier, right? Sorry? That's one day with your local carrier. Exactly. Well, less, because now they're gone to 16. Yeah. And that's, the, well, to be fair, that's 13 U.S., so okay, yes, good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want 5 gigs for 30 days, it's $20. 10 gigs for 30 days, $37. And now they have a 50-gig 90-day one, $100. So there's your option. So Eurolink is the new carrier for all of Europe, and that's 39 countries in there. And again, the app is called Aerolo, A-I-R-A-L-O. The only thing, Gary, is it's data only. So traditional phone calls, even though you're getting a phone number, mm -hmm. you can't use yep. it. So you would use Skype, WhatsApp, Signal, Messenger. For you guys right. being on iPhones, you would use FaceTime. Yeah. So you would do that. And you just change your voicemail to say, hey, this number won't work till we're back. Please get a hold of me by another method. You know how. And then I'll call you back. And then you can call them. Our recent trips to Mexico, I found we used WhatsApp a lot for most of our calls and FaceTime, but it was just frustrating trying to get onto Airbnb and our banking and um, to have to have yep. the two factors. So my wife had to keep her phone on the expensive 
account while I use the local SIM card in Mexico, which is another great deal. So Yeah, so the best way to do it is to make a list of the places that are going to need two-factor. And yeah. you will find that the banks in particular now are changing, and many of them are now allowing you to do two-factor with your passport or your, like Royal Bank. If you can't right. get a two-factor code, they will not do it by email. It's got to be a, a text. Yeah. Then they say, okay, and it says use alternate ID, and it gets you to hold your passport or driver's license up to the phone. It takes a picture. Then it says okay. take a selfie of you. Now do the two of them together. And it goes, yes, and here you go. But make a list of the places where you need a two-factor code, and if you have to, then you could turn it on, and it says, welcome to whatever country. Do all those apps, and then you should be good to go. But that'll at least keep you in touch. And it won't work on your iPhone 10. It works on a 10R, but we don't recommend it because it struggles. Normally an okay. iPhone 11 or later. Any phone made in the last uh, five years... We'll do it. Four is better. Another quick question on the same topic. When we were in Mexico, it, it gave an option of using your phone number or Google Authenticator as another option. Is that something that you would recommend, or is that a bit cumbersome? No, you can do that as well. Yeah, that would be that. You read my mind. That was the next step. I wouldn't use the Google Authenticator just from the privacy point of view. It's very secure. It's just not private. It knows what apps you're logging into and adds that to your profile. I would use the Microsoft Authenticator, which works even better. And that one, okay. and they're both free, and they're in the App Store on both Android and on iOS. Yeah, there's also some notes that I put in there into the show notes on how to the switches you throw on the iPhone in particular, or on an Android when you're using an eSIM. There's a couple extra switches um, that will be in there, and that's uh, I've that's item number six in the travel tech tips section of okay. the show notes. Well, I appreciate all the great tips you guys are doing, and um, we're leaving in a month, so I'll get on this and see what I can manage. Yeah, between now and then, let me know if anything doesn't seem right, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We've got a really good email from Bob on a related note yeah. about this. I'm going to do some homework to find out. He wants to know how much data FaceTime calls take. So I'll do some homework, and we'll have that. Gary, on the, on the second hour. Sounds good. Also, some more deals for you as well that we have found and much more, plus your calls, texts, and emails. Hour number two of our first show for spring of 2023 when we continue. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our March 18th and 19th edition for 2023. This is the first weekend of spring break for those for whom that is a factor in their life. The last show of winter? That's right. Spring starts Monday, we found out last hour, 2.24 p.m. That other voice is none other than... Gary Beyer from Tesseract 2.0. And... Uh, Josh Hilden from... CFAX 1070. <laughs> Say it ain't so. It is. Believe it or not. The reason the reason Josh paused, I guess, is because we had a text from somebody who said, my Alexa through Shaw has lost its feed from Tech Talk. Yes, that's right. So Alexa is the Amazon's digital assistant mm -hmm. that's built in. Well, you can buy actual Echo devices. It's built yeah. into many TVs now. Mm -hmm. But And normally you used to be able to say, I'm not going to say the word so your devices don't respond. Hey, Mrs. A, mm -hmm. uh, play CFAX 1070. That would normally do it, but in some cases you have to... Yeah, uh, sometimes if, if it gets confused, it doesn't know what you're trying to tell it, spell out the letters. C-F-A-X. Yeah. And also, don't 
list the numbers. Yeah. You know, one zero seven zero. Yeah. It gets confused sometimes. Just say ten seventy and put it all together. Or play works. CFAX radio. If that doesn't mm-hmm. work, play CFAX radio on iHeart Radio. Yeah, it has then to, it'll figure it out. It has to get the stream from our radio station yeah. from somewhere, and so you're actually telling it which aisle in the grocery store to go to. Sure. So try try that and let us know. The Cheerios are in the cereal aisle. There you go. Yes, there we go. We're going to right back to the phone lines, and Peg is waiting. Hi, Peg. Thanks for being patient. Happy almost spring. Oh, happy spring to you, Gary. And uh, Alan, yep. sorry. Thank you. And Josh. Gary and, Ro- and Josh. Um, oh, yeah, fun. just a quick question on behalf of myself and my roommate, Lynn. We often, when we restart our computers, Windows 10 computers, for you know, no specific reason, if it's yeah. done an update or yep. just generally sometimes, we get this message that comes up. It says, now let's finish setting up your account. And we've been ignoring it because we're just wondering if that's um, if that's legitimate. I uh, think it might be, but... Yeah, um, now two key words there. Does it say finish setting up your computer or finish setting up your account? There's a, two different answers here. No, computer. Okay, so okay. that's good. Apparently yep. it's a blue background. Yep, yep. with that's white printing. Link. Yep, that's, that's legitimate. Gary will explain. Basically, what, what, what has happened is Microsoft continuously is doing updates to its products and services and to its operating system. So what it wants to ask you is a few questions to try and make your, let's call it Microsoft experience, more custom-tailored to you. So when you say, let's finish, well, it's going to ask you, first, there should be one that says, remind me in three days. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't do that. I'd no, actually go through it go and get through it, it out of the way. And you can actually say no to anything it wants. Yeah, it's going to ask you, for example, did you want it to use Cortana, the voice assistant? It's going to ask you if it can use your location. It's going to ask you, can it help you find your device if it gets stolen? The one I recommend you say no to is personalized ads. I would say, no, give me, gen- and it, it says you're not going to get any fewer ads, that's right, but I don't want you knowing what I like and don't like, so please yeah. do that one there. Um, and then the other one, it's going to offer you, if you don't already have, it's going to know that, it's going to offer you a subscription to Microsoft 365 at half price. The catch there is, I love 365, the catch is they're going to offer you the family subscription at $109 yep. a year, so I would always decline that unless you're going to be using it. And then it'll also offer to tailor it for your what you do on your computer. Are you interested in videos or gaming or whatever? I would skip that one. Yep. And then when you're done, it'll say, all done, and give you a little party hat with confetti. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. I figured it was legit. I'm really glad yeah. you're checking, though. I yeah. wish more people would check, because then they call me when they're in trouble, and we have oh, to boy. dig them out. So this avoids you going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, well, thank you so well, much. Thanks, right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, so we have an email I wanted to follow up, and then I've got a great one here from Trey as well about having a subscription to Apple TV. You have an email there from from Bob. Before you do that, because we're just coming off St. Patrick's Day. Yes. I think I, a local boy, lived here all my life, so I think I know a fair amount of stuff. This one absolutely blew my mind. So on this, and this is video number 42, on this St. Patrick's Day weekend when more Guinness was down than any other time of the year. Video 42 is by our CTV Vancouver colleague Mike McArdle, a master storyteller, who reveals the huge and largely unknown role that Ireland's Guinness beer family played in the development of Vancouver. In the 1930s, the Guinness family built the Lionsgate Bridge, giving jobs to those who had no jobs in Vancouver. 
the reason for the bridge was to get people to build homes in the barren land called the British Properties, which Guinness also owned. And to get British people to move here, they built the first mall in Canada. And to make them feel comfortable, they named the mall after the giant Guinness Brewery in London, Park Royal. Did you know that? I did not know that. I did not know any of that. Josh? I did not. Sorry, as I was answering the phone. <laughs> I had no idea that it was the Guinness family that paid for the Lionsgate Bridge. Right. I didn't know they owned British properties. And although I'd been to Park Royal, I didn't know why it was called that. It was named after their one in London. Yeah, it's it's amazing what, what one can learn just by watching Mike yeah. McArdle. Yeah, you're going to want to go show that to oh. your friends. Item number 42 in the show notes. Um, while you're while you're there, by the way, I thank you for the people that send me these notes so I can pass them on. If you've toured the amazing ruins of Pompeii in Italy, uh, wait to see what they've just opened to the public. Video number 44 is a tour of an incredibly well-preserved home which has emerged after decades of painstaking work by archaeologists. The House of the Vedii is one of the best-preserved houses from Pompeii. And after 20 years, it's once again open to the public. Let's explore something that you've probably never seen before. One of the best preserved homes from ancient Pompeii, the House of the Vedii. You've got to see it. If you've been to Pompeii, I, Suzanne and I had the honors of going through that. It was, it was amazing, walking the cobblestones, all that. But it's largely bleached white from all the ash and everything. Mm -hmm. This one is actually colorful, Josh, the the, the stuff mm -hmm. that they've put in there. And they've spent, yeah, like 20 years restoring. Wow. Not, they're not allowed to restore. They're allowed to uncover and preserve. Sure, yeah. Under Italian law, you can't restore back for those things. So, But yeah, so there we go. Thank you for that one. And one other one completely out of the connection. Video number 45 features stunt pilot Luke, oh boy, C-Z-E-P-I-E-L-A. You want to try that one? No. Okay. Trying to land his light plane on the world-famous helipad atop the Burj Al Jumeirah, the iconic seven-star hotel in Dubai. Oh, I didn't give you that one. No. Sorry. Well, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh -huh. Go check it out. He's literally landing a little light plane on a helipad 56 stories up. So that one there. Okay. So that we go. Okay. I know the other one you're going to do. Okay. Um... You can play. You can play this one. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There we go. Oh, you want me to put it yeah, now? Yeah, okay. Video number forty-seven features the Toronto-based choir, choir, choir duo, and the voices of two thousand people gathered at Lincoln Center in New York City, plus a special guest whose voice you will no doubt recognize. Why are there so many? Songs about rainbows And what's on the other side Rainbows are visions If you've ever wanted to sing along with Kermit That must have been a magical experience They filled Lincoln Center, Gary, with yeah. people when did they actually do this? I think they did it for the opening of the new hall at Lincoln Center in October, but they just got permission to put up the... because you need the rights to put it up on YouTube. So they just put it up. So the house lights are all up. People have got yep. the lyrics in their hand. 
<laughs> and you can see the uh, the generational difference in the crowd too, right? Oh, yeah. There's a point in time where the age no longer requires the lyrics on the page in front yeah. of them. They just know it from heart. Yeah, the little kids that people yep. taking their grandkids. I thought that is so cool. Choir, choir, choirs from Toronto. They've gone around the world. They had to shut down during the pandemic, but they're back now. They're yeah, hoping to come here to Victoria, and they'll probably use the McPherson or something like that. And you just print out the lyrics and rehearse before you go there, and then you're just gonna. It's that's awesome. Yeah, that's a lot say, of fun. It's, it's so there nice to see those crowds again. Yes, amen. Item number 46 in the... 47, rather. I screwed up the numbers. 47 in the show notes. Thanks for playing those, Josh. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Oh, we'll do one other, because this is changing gears. Uh, Mint, Mm. as we await the final federal approval of Roger's purchase of Shaw, there was a big announcement in the mobile world in the USA. Video number 41 is Mint Mobile owner and BC actor Ryan Reynolds, together with the CEO of T-Mobile. I don't, I don't remember the word reckless, Ryan. Well, I wrote it into the contract with Crayon, Mike. Well, either way, we're so happy that Mint Mobile and Ultra Mobile will play a big part in T-Mobile's future and that customers everywhere will benefit from the combination. There you go. So what's happening is Mint Mobile and Ultra Mobile are being bought by T-Mobile for just $1.35 billion. That's it. Yeah, that's cheap. A pittance. But the deal is, because Mint Mobile has always... They're a budget carrier. Yeah. Uh, They run on T-Mobile's network. Yep. And so now they're going to keep the name. They're going to keep Ryan Reynolds as the spokesperson. Just give he and his investors $1.35 billion, which they'll probably... Oh, you know this is so they can buy the uh, Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they they seem to be in the market for buying sports teams. That's right. Yeah, and then done turning them into reality television programs? Yeah, wreck them, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But the neat thing is, for consumers, they're going to keep it. So we're waiting to hear what happens with all the Shaw Rogers stuff here, so stay tuned. But I just thought you'd see. And so their $15 a month plan continues in the U.S. There we go. Wouldn't that be nice here? <laughs> well, <laughs> fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Okay, Saturday, if you're just tuning in, Saturday morning, we are live. We'd love to help you out with anything we can. That If we don't know, we will tell you, and we'll do some homework. We're doing some right now. Uh, for Bob, heading off to Europe. We'll have the answers to how much data you use on FaceTime when we come back. Gordon's on the phone lines. You can join in, star 1070 on a mobile phone on Saturday morning, 250-386-1161 on a home phone, and 1070-10 by text. Yeah, we're on Tech Talk for our first one of spring break. Gary and Josh are with me, and before we go to the phone line, this is an important one for a lot of people from Bob. This is from Bob, and I'm going to start with it's a changing world for cell phone users and travel. It's bad enough the fees we pay and the workarounds required to use your phone while traveling, but at least there are options. Uh, Bob and company are going on a 35-day cruise plan for the summer that includes stops in the Maritimes, but also Iceland, Greenland, Netherlands, Scotland, Ireland, and Ireland might just be what they need. 35-day cruise, that sounds awesome. Oh, it does. Did not realize it was only data, so a voice would require a third-party app. FaceTime would work for me. Question, how much data does fa- a FaceTime call use? Well, we did some homework yeah. because I did not know the answer to this. So first of all, Aerolo is an app that you add to your to your phone. So you turn off your, you keep your Canadian number, you just turn it off, mm-hmm. put it on, you know, vacation mode. Yep. And you use Aerolo and it gives you data and it gives you really high quality data. And the, yeah, the one we mentioned, the Europe one. Antarctica. I got to check for. No, yeah. he said. Where is he going to? Maritimes, Iceland, Greenland, Iceland. Netherlands, Scotland, and Ireland. Okay, so Bob, I'll send you an email back with the specific answers for Iceland and Greenland. 
because I don't know if they're included. Well, yeah. you could use the global. Okay. You could use the global. Exactly. Okay. So, so yes. getting to the answer, yes. audio uses 0.6 megabytes per minute, so 36 gigs or 36 megabytes an hour. Video will use 4 megs a minute in SD, which is translates to 15 to 20 megs a minute HD. So it's a lot. Yeah. Well, if you're doing audio-only calls, yeah. if you don't need to see them and show them this wonderful mm-hmm. ice, law, ice yeah. uh, waterfall in Greenland, then yeah. So that's not bad. 36 megs. Now, the other question is, do you know if Aerolo gives a warning when data limits are reached? That's no, I don't. That's actually a very good question. Those of you that have followed our advice and have used Aerolo, has anybody had a message from them saying you're at 80%, 90%, 95%. So for the global, so the thing we mentioned earlier, Aerolo lets you buy for a specific country, for a region like Africa, Asia, Caribbean, Europe, Latin America, Middle East. They also have a global SIM. So 35 days, did you say? 35 days. So that's going to be tricky because that goes over, the, although you could get a, oh, they have a 60. So 10 gigs of data for 60 days. $59 US. That should easily cover you. But if mm-hmm. you want to go to 20 gigs, that's 180 days. We don't need the time. But mm-hmm. that would be $89 US. Wow. So I would, I would do the... Even just the 35. Yeah, it's $35 for 5 gigs. So if you figure... So let's do the math here. So 36 megabytes for an hour of talking on FaceTime if they don't need to see your face. So 36... Yeah. A thousand megabytes is one gig, mm-hmm. so thirty-six forty. So that's twenty-five, twenty-eight hours yeah. worth of talking would be one gig. That's and you're a getting lot a, of talking, and you're getting a five gig plan. Yeah, good luck if you want to do that. But if you do want to do video chats with them, and you can't find any Wi-Fi, which is normally Josh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what we would do, we'd say go find a restaurant that has Wi-Fi. Sure, uh, because you're staying on a cruise ship, so you're not going to have hotels. Um, so find a restaurant that has Wi-Fi and do a nice video chat outside there. But even so, the video... You know, the video chat, if you're, if you're going to use SD, which frankly on a, on a small phone screen is just fine. Well, here's the catch, and I did not know this. You used to have a switch that let you switch your quality of your FaceTime call between standard definition and high definition. Sure. But now it's done automatically based on the signal strength. Mm. So if the cell or the Wi-Fi is not strong, it will revert to SD. Which can, is fine on a phone. Oh, yeah. Can you change it in the settings where it's like, eh, if, I, if I'm on data, please restrict the bandwidth kind of thing? Nah, no, you used to be able to. Unless mm. somebody knows otherwise, please, I'd love to know that they change this. Because I specifically looked and the Apple says, no, it's based on the signal strength. Yeah. So what was the HD quality? Uh, HD quality, 15 to 20 megs a minute. Okay, so if you talked for 5 minutes at 20, that's going to be 100 megs. So if you talk for 50 minutes, five zero minutes, that's going to be one gigabyte. And again, this plan... If you get would, yourself 20 gigs, you've got a lot. Yeah. So, But even on the five gig plan, yeah. that's a lot. Are you really going to do video chats for an, maybe over 35 days? Yeah. But Probably. even that's only one gig. I was looking into the uh, the global uh, eSIM there, right? Uh, yeah. 84 countries listed, not Greenland. Iceland is, but Greenland is not. Okay. okay. Nor is Greenland in the European one. You have to get the local one for Greenland through uh, Nuke Mobile. We get one gig of data for seven days for nine bucks US. That's it. <laughs> oh, the only goodness. option okay, for Greenland. Okay, so... so- I don't know on your itinerary. I'd love to long, come along and carry your luggage. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure for how long you're going to be in Greenland. Is it worth that, or can you just go find Wi-Fi? Because right. Wi-Fi is yeah. very prolific in Greenland. 
Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, hey, so no that's problem. Nuke, N-U-U-K, mobile is their provider so for Greenland. I'm going to sign off on this email. Yes. Bob, data only sounds expensive. You know it's from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do it. <laughs> yes. There you go. Bob will understand that. There we go. We try to protect your privacy. So, yeah. So that there's that one there. So that would be that would be a really good op- So that's a really classic example, Josh, of where the Arlo app mm-hmm. is better than anything else out there by a mile because it's going to give them or by a kilometer. That's going to give them <laughs> all those countries except for. Now here's the other yeah. thing: a lot of the cruise ships are now including Wi-Fi. I and bet there's a pretty penny you. for it, though, hey? Some are charging. Yes. Be very, very Be careful. careful. Yeah. <laughs> I know some people that came back from a cruise. They were one of the first people to go cruising after the pandemic stuff started easing. And their Wi-Fi bill was bigger than their liquor bill, and they don't drink much. And it was, yes, I think it was $600. Ouch. For, yeah. They didn't understand, but she had to stay connected mm-hmm. because she had some family members with medical issues, and she also had a couple things from work that were needed to be resolved. They said, this stuff is going to come to a head while you're away. We need your input. So, yeah, but she didn't understand yeah. because her Facebook and everything was really using that up. There we go. Okay, uh, a couple of things. Gordon. Gordon's co- Actually, Gordon's calling in about Arlo. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Alan. How are you? I recognize that yeah, voice. I recognize that one, too. Aren't you supposed to be somewhere? Um, no, I just got home like two hours ago. Oh, wow. wow. I'm honored that we would be included in your post-return agenda. Thank you. Very tired, but, uh, yeah, I'm a long trip home. How um, was the trip? Air, um, well, with Airlow, it was a disaster. Oh, really? Okay. It's yeah, important that we I, know this. So tell people where you I, went. When I left on, on the Coho and I got to Seattle, I installed Airlow and bought it. And I couldn't tell whether it was installed or not. So I emailed them. And by that time, I had got on the plane and I had flown to Mexico City and then I flew to Columbia. Yeah. Um, three days later, I get an email back and they asked me to send them a screenshot of, my, of a certain screen. Yeah. So they could find out if it was installed. It was installed correctly, but when I sent the screenshot back, it was another two days for them to get back to me. So then they started emailing me instructions on what to do, and the instructions they had are nothing what my iPhone actually says. And I'm not a real tech guy. You're pretty smart. You know a lot of stuff, yeah. But what my iPhone was, and then they asked me what my what kind of a phone I had, and I said, well, I told you in the original that I had an iPhone 12. So then it was another two days. Oh, wow more instructions by this time it still wouldn't work and i only had two after that i only had two days left in my vacation wow. so yeah. I was, it, and it was a disaster going out walking i didn't have a phone yeah and this is what this is what gets me about canada we are so far <laughs> behind in cellular service we're four so far behind in everything. Yeah. You would not believe Columbia the way they are, like their malls and everything. is just so modern. We yeah. are. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm really sorry. I thought that was going to work wonderfully for you down there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I'm guessing, uh, guys, that Arlo has just become so popular, there's so much head and shoulders above the others that they don't have the people, they don't have the staff that can no. just respond to you by text right away, and you have to send them an email. I'm really sorry, Gordon. Yeah, um, and and the the worst uh, worst thing is now I get home on my my iPhone because I've been changing settings back and forth. Now it won't even work. Now you posted, I think last week you said some instructions. Yeah, on they're settings. there. Yep. So if you go to the Tech Talk show notes and you go to the Travel Tech Tips and you will find it. It's item number item number. Where did I put it? Item number six are the instructions on the settings to change back. Now that you're back. Okay. So okay. I don't remember. Try that out. Let me know. And send me a text if you would, Gordon, and I'll be glad to follow up with Arlo and find out because we can't be recommending this. If it's, it's Most people have had no problems, so I'm not sure what the particular issue was with yours, but I'd really like to get to the bottom of that because that leaves me feeling I, uncomfortable. Yeah, because I, I just, uh, what they were telling me was not what my iPhone said. Yeah, if you could forward me that email of what they were telling you, then I can check it and see because I need to know what that is as well. Got to take a break for the news, but sorry, Gordon. I hope the trip was better than the Arlo then. Thanks yeah. for that cautionary tale. More. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. One of the best things I like about this show is that those of you that listen, whether live or texting or in another country, you keep us on our toes and fill us up on things. So first of all, Arlo, yes, somebody whose phone number ends in 8212 says, yes, Arlo does give you a warning when you're nearing the end of your data. Thank you. That's Thank a you. very small but useful feature. We were talking about the Guinness family and all that they did in Vancouver so Patricia says they also owned all the local broadmead properly and were responsible for getting it developed. And as I was saying, that really surprises me that broadmead has no pub. Yeah, given the Guinness family, yeah. Mm. Still no pub? No pub. Mm, I guess you're right. No commercial enterprise allowed in broadmead. Yeah, you go across the way because, yeah, the, yeah, you're right. No, there's the closest one. Yeah, you're right. There's Wow, I did not know that. Not a single commercial. Well, there's Broadmead Plaza, yes, which has restaurants, yes, but no pub. Yeah, and it's right on the edge of. Okay, that's right. Good point there. <laughs> okay, um, uh, the Leona says, "Good morning." Is the Malware Bites forty dollar deal at London Drugs online purchases only? No, happy to report. If you check the show notes, so these were a couple other deals that I wanted mm-hmm. to mention just quickly. We always put them into the show notes when I find things for people. Malware Bites Premium Anti Malware, which we love. It just saves so much grief. One-year license, good for three devices, any combination of Windows, Mac, and Android. $40, $15 off at London Drug Stores and online this weekend. It was on sale before, but the sale came before the stock came. Mm-hmm. So they were out of stock. Now it's in stores as well. That's a good price. Also, Epson ET2850 EcoTank printer, copier, scanner with bottles of ink. Good for literally two years of color printing. Set one up for Brian just the other day. off at London Drug Stores and online this weekend. They don't have a lot of stock, so I would make that sooner rather than later if that's something you're going to get. And if you have a Costco membership, Apple Watch Series 8 GPS model, Ron found this, $459, $70 off at Costco stores and online till the 29th. So as far as Apple Watches go, how does that one rank? Awesome. 
Yeah. With one exception. Okay. Well, not an exception, just an important asterisk. This model that's on sale is the GPS model. Okay. So it does not have cellular service. Mm. So you have to have your iPhone with you. It doesn't have to be out. It has to be in your in your possession. So they have fancier Apple watches that have their own accounts yes, and stuff, right? Yes, and then right? you can go running or walking without taking your phone in. You can do all your phone calls and texts. Sure. This allows you to do all those things. It'll monitor if you fall yep. and all that, but it does require the presence of your iPhone. That way you don't pay a monthly fee for having the watch connected directly to the internet. Very good question. Speaking of falls, uh, Google has announced that they have made it so that their new, um, what do they call their watch? It will also protect you from, Google Pixel Watch can now detect when you fall. So they've played catch up on that one there. Okay. The other news out of Google? Yes. Their Google Glass is done. Yes. Goodbye, Google Glass. Those were breathtakingly amazing technology, but breathtakingly freaky looking. Yeah. The first time I saw that, I said, I hate to be right. I said, that's never going to catch on. It looked like something from Terminator yeah. or something like that. It, but, that, I mean, it was a, they wanted to be futuristic. They went too far, and now they paid the price. By the way, if you have an RV and want to head off exploring the great outdoors, Starlink satellite internet users can now roam globally with their dishes for $200 per month Canadian. So they've changed the name from Starlink RV, which was only good for North America to Starlink Rome, which you can now go to Hawaii or Alaska or Europe or anywhere. So if you want to do the regional roaming, it's $150 per month based on the address where you signed up. You're on that continent. Okay. Continent. So it's Canada, U.S. is fine. But continent. If you want to go to Mexico or if you want to go... Yeah, Alaska would be covered. Hawaii would not be covered. Nope. It'd be a trick to get there with your with RV. RV exactly. People do. Yeah. I mean, I, do. sure, yeah. you can pay all that money and ferry it out there on, yeah, the, on right. a carrier. So or something, that's but. the new deal. So two hundred dollars a month for global, one hundred fifty dollars a month for continental. Guess who's going to compete? Amazon. Hmm. Of course, of course they are. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. So, but they're playing catch up. So they've unveiled what the satellite receivers will look like, plus a promise that the service will be cheaper than Starlink. The catch is they plan to launch the first satellites next year and have basic service by the end of next year. So, so like the electric trucks, a lot of manufacturers are playing catch up with Ford Lightning. This is Amazon trying to play catch up with Starlink, but they're going to be cheaper. How long do we just get like a good old fist fight between Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, huh? <laughs> uh, they're, they're at each other as much as possible. And this one for you, Gary, for the first time since 1987, more vinyl records than CDs were sold in the USA last year. Hallelujah. So the idea is the people that use CDs are largely streaming now. And so that's why those numbers yep. have come down. Vinyl records have a huge profit margin. London Drugs sells have quite a big area. It's not a not large number of people buying them, but the profit margin is so high the that profit they can margin, afford to do ama- it. Amazingly, the profit margin on vinyl is still less than it was on CD. Quite a bit less. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Vinyl has always had less profit margin than CD. Uh, it's more costly to produce, especially yeah. when you're producing the 180-gram vinyl, which yeah. is the audiophile series, yeah. master recordings. Uh, CDs were, were dirt cheap to produce, and... The cost on a CD to produce when they first came out yeah. was at about a buck and a half to two bucks per CD, mm-hmm. but they were charging as much as they were for vinyl. Yeah. 
vinyl cost uh, at the time for that $20 record. Vinyl was $12. Ooh, I had no idea. Yeah. Wow, you think they would have brought that down. Anyway, there you go. If you want to know more about that one, uh, Ross, a question about texting, and Ron about data when we come back after this. 18 before the hour on Tech Talk. And back to the phone lines, and Ross has been waiting patiently. Hi, Ross. Thanks for being there. Hey, no problem. I got a question, and I've got a solution I want to run by you for something else. Please. So my question is, when I, sometimes when I text somebody, I get a message saying, sorry, I'm not available, I'm on the phone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'll get a hold of you as soon as I can, or something to that effect. Is that very hard to put on an Android? Don't know how to put that on an Android. Uh, Auto-reply to text. That's right. Mm. Anybody can help with that one. I'll text uh, Tofi, who is our our phone tutor guy, and, and see if he knows. Are you any? Josh? No. There's, there oh, is a driving mode in Android. I'm Googling it right now, frankly. <laughs> There's yeah. a do not disturb, but in terms of an auto-reply, Android, uh, Android... There should be a driving mode. Yeah, but I... Yeah. Uh, that's one of the big differences that you've been able to set the auto replies and you can customize the auto replies on an iPhone as well so Josh is searching that one out there leave leave well, while we're working on that one you also had a solution to something else well it's part of the solution so if that can't be done then it might not work but I got clipped by freedom really bad for my last trip to Mexico um, I paid some eight dollar thing and it gave me uh, it charged me 25 cents a, a megabyte and uh, one day at the the airport in L.A. and one day somewhere else, I burned up a hundred bucks when yep. I thought I was on wi- when I thought I was on Wi-Fi on both. I thought I was on the Wi-Fi, but the Wi-Fi at the L.A. Air- X airport cuts off after thirty minutes. And yes, I six hour layover, and I didn't realize that, so it went Arch. automatically onto the system, Ooh. which burned up a hundred bucks in a day. Anyway, so I don't like Freedom anymore. I left Bell for Freedom, but uh, anyway. So that aside. Uh, my solution in Mexico was to get a SIM, as you've you know preached, yep. uh, local SIM. But my solution was for the locals, I'm going to leave my phone at home this time, leave it plugged into the charger, whatever that does to battery, I don't care. No, you're okay. But, uh, but you can take it. You can take it with you, but what no, you do is... No, oh, okay. no, no, please wait. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it at home, and what it'll do is it'll keep my text messages that come through, but I wanted to have the placard and say, don't text me, I'm in an area where I can't receive text, but phone me at my Mexican number and leave that on, you know, in that text. Yeah, I so can... Anybody that texts me, because I can do the same thing for my voicemail. I can access my voicemail from Mexico exactly. using Magic Jack. Magic yeah. Jack, which I've had for a bunch of years. So whenever I'm on Wi-Fi down there, of course, I can Magic Jack, and I'm, you know, Bob's your uncle. So that's my solution is to leave it at home, because taking it with me, um, doesn't deal with the, the text things, um, and I don't want to have to have two SIMs to deal with. I can just deal with the one on an old phone, because they have an older phone. Yeah, what phone do you have, Ron? Uh, Ron Ross, I have, sorry. I have a, a Ultra 22. Okay, well, you Samsung can add an eSIM. So you can add your Mexican number as an eSIM and then just turn off your Canadian number. Um, but I'm looking, and I cannot find an auto-reply unless you use a third-party app that you have to download. Josh, anything? 
No, I'm coming up yeah. dry, too. No, that's the difference between iPhones and Android. There are some third-party apps you can get that basically yeah. you empower them to become your text handler. They act like your secretary, and right. we'll, do, we'll do that for you. So if that's important, then... That um, okay, so if you want to send me a text, my number's in the show notes, or actually just stay on the line and I'll talk to you during the break, Ross. What I'll do is I'll give you my mobile number, and I'll do some homework... Um, I'll do some homework to find out which is the best app because there is a privacy issue there and a lot of those apps, in order to act as your secretary, they need to see the messages. And you don't really want to do that in most cases. No. So to do that. Um, but that would be what I would, I would take the phone... Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking out loud here. I shouldn't do that. Texts won't work on Wi-Fi where they would on an, I- on an iPhone. They won't work on Android on Wi-Fi. They are a text that needs cellular... So what you could do, uh, put your Mexican number on as an eSIM so you can make and receive calls and do all that. And then if you really, really wanted to get caught up on texts, you could turn your cellular on one day only. First thing in the morning and all the texts would come in. You'd reply back and you'd spend your $16. But if you don't want to do that, then you could just leave it off and you'd still have your phone. You'd have everything else. You'd have your Mexican number, so that would work, and you'd just literally turn off the the Canadian number. Yeah. But that you'd have it if you needed it, if something went south in Mexico, instead of leaving it behind. Hmm. Personal choice. Yeah, that one there. Thanks. Quick break, and back with more. Ron, your question about Internet data next. Final segment of Tech Talk for our first show of spring break 2023, and Ron had a question about Internet data. Hi, Ron. Welcome to the program. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Uh, I'm on Rogers uh, Internet. I got 80 gigs for 100 bucks. Nice. And they raised it up to 104. They said, oh, you can get free this or free that or whatever. And then after the 80 gigs, I had to phone Rogers because I couldn't get into a movie even. Couldn't get into Netflix, couldn't get into Tubi, couldn't get into... Yeah, what happens is after you hit your 80 gigs, they keep you on the internet, but it's called throttling. They slow you down to one-tenth the speed, yes. Yeah, they, they, they slowed it down to dial-up. Yeah, thought, that's basically it, yeah. Yep. I thought, why are they doing that? Why can't they have it just a little bit higher so at least you can watch a movie? I'm... That's the whole point. They want you to. They want you to get a bigger package. Um, so that in order to watch video streaming is very, very data intensive. So that's why well, they, they literally uh, want you to up to. They want to upsell you to a bigger plan. Well, normally I can get through, but I think this month what happened was I updated my my iOS to sixteen point whatever. But yep. I was on an internet that shut down. It, it just kept fading out, and fading out. Oh. And it says use use. Cellular data. I said no, no, no. Yep. But they still use cellular data because I drove away, and then it, it, it was downloaded, but it wasn't. Yeah, an iOS update, even a big one, is only going to be um, at maximum size is going to be about five gigabytes, which is a lot. But on on an eighty gig plan, so yeah, I would check um, once the Rogers Shaw thing goes through. Telus and Bell will be offering competing deals to try and get people that don't want to switch to Rogers to go to them. So the opportunity to get a better plan, Rogers, I'm guessing, will also offer higher plans. 
Um, so you'll so be I able to get, get more data. I, I can get a hundred gigs for a hundred and ten dollars. I think they got a plan there for a hundred and ten dollars. But the only problem is you got to do automatic uh, payments. That, that's the catch. Even buying a phone, if you want to buy a phone, yeah, automatic automatic payments is pretty well standard on on everything. It's just become a thing. But I would hold off if you can make it through this month. We're now on you know eighteenth, nineteenth. Hang in there. We expect the minister is going to likely Gary sign off on the Rogers Shaw thing sometime later this month. Well, the companies want that. They gave mm-hmm. themselves a self imposed deadline of March thirty first. But the minister said, "I will sign off when you've checked off every." on the list get back to me when you're done so I'm guessing that's going to happen in here somewhere and then you'll see a lot of competitive pricing yeah. going on on that one there uh, and there's a text on that regard in here as well from somebody who is asking what's going to happen here we go you've probably answered this question lots of times but do you have an opinion on what will happen to the free phone number and accounts that Shaw had when Rogers take over we honestly don't know no that's one of those details that the minister is asking them to specify before he signs off on that. What happens to the same thing there with the data throttling? Yep. What happens to Freedom customers right now? You get data throttled when you're on Shaw or Freedom and go outside their areas. They've apparently agreed to not do that. The question is the dollar signs change. So there's a lot of very important details that that we're waiting for. Will there be any price protection? All that stuff. So stay tuned. All will be revealed, Josh, hopefully. But we don't know. Just sometime. The minister said, I will sign off when the details are all nailed down. Eyes crotted, eyes dotted, T's crossed. So hopefully. Yeah. I... Yeah. If it's anything like the rail decision that came out, it was the last <laughs> possible minute. And it wasn't really a decision anyway. No. Yes. There we go. Okay. Uh, a couple other quick... You've got an email there. Uh, this one is from Al. I have Samsung Smart TV. I have Netflix on my Telus account, but I'm subscribed on Crave, Apple, and Disney via the TV. A few times a month, I'll log into one of them and get the scrolling circle. Sometimes will let me pick a show, but still won't go to the show. This goes on and on and on and we finally give up and go to something else. Is there a way to reset? The TV and the internet are still working fine when this happens. Very frustrating. Yes, there is. Uh, the easy way is to pull the, when you're heading out the door or something, pull the power cord out on the actual TELUS TV box. Leave it out for two minutes, at least two minutes, two, three, four. Plug it back in. The way it connects, it picks up a different route to connect, yes. if you will, a different IP address. That mostly solves the problem. If not, and this applies for Shaw as well, same thing on the tel- on mm-hmm. the Shaw boxes, two minutes. We used to tell you 20 seconds. One not of their anymore. techs pointed out that something different happens after about the 90-second mark. It says, oh, you're not coming back. And so it closes that route and then picks a new route, which works better. So same thing, two minutes, plug it back in. It takes two or three minutes to re-authenticate yeah. because it's finding a new route. And then that tends to solve it. If not, Shaw or Telus, then contact them and say, hey, tell them the specific problem. They'll do a quick diagnostic and they'll say, oh, okay, we're sending you a new box. Yep. In 90% of the cases, the two-minute trick works, if not. Trey had an important question here, and we're just doing a little bit of uh, homework uh, there. Um, but I want to mention to one other person, Kathy, with the question about TELUS Copper Cable, if we run out of time, I'll text you back after that and give you the answer or I'll phone you. Trey's question was, and it was a really good question here, I have a subscription to Apple TV on my iPad. 
I would like to watch it on my TV, but I don't want to have to use my Apple ID, which has access to so many apps. I don't want to give family and friends access to the password. Don't really want to use family sharing. Is that my only option? Yes, it is the only option, but this may not be necessary for you. If you sign in to your Apple ID on the, on the TV, they don't get your password. All they, and this might be important, they do get to see your pictures. Yep. And depending on the TV and the model, they get to see some other of your content. If you don't want that, then yes, use family sharing. They don't get to see any of your content. They just get to share your subscription so you only pay once. And then on the TV, you would get another family member to be the one that signs in. Whatever family member signs in, people watching the TV get to see their pictures and videos. So that should work you around. And if they don't want to have their pictures and videos seen either, then you would create a fictitious third family member and sign them in on the TV, and they don't have any pictures. So that would that would do it there. So, yeah, there we go. Awesome. Good. Thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Find Gary at Tesseract on Broughton near Douglas when he returns after the weekend when it will be, well, 2.24 in the afternoon. It will be spring on Monday. <laughs> yes, yeah. we will finally be springing in. And then you will find those desktop computers that are on sale for 300 bucks because that's, really, that's a really good deal. Josh, thanks for being here. My absolute pleasure. You will change gender for next weekend. I, I will. <laughs> I will somehow become uh, Marissa Meekins next weekend, uh, who, who is sitting next to me and learning but you know, not talking on the radio right now. That'll be next weekend. Indeed. Awesome. Okay, we're going to leave you with what we played earlier. I thought this would be good as we head off into spring. Kermit and Choir, Choir, Choir from Toronto and 2,000 people in the audience singing Rainbow Connection. Someday we'll find it, the Rainbow Connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and your spring break. Talk to you next weekend. That's how it goes.